Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Would you help me welcome up Seth? Put your hands together for Seth. Hey everyone. How we doing? Don't mind me. I'm just getting situated, okay? We're going to make it through this. Breathe. You're like, is he talking to himself? Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Uh, I might sit. I might stand. I might jump. I don't know yet. We're going to find out. You good with that? Cool. Oh, goodness. Y'all, I'm so excited. Um, Just in what I'm going to talk on today, (laughs) I'm just praying that there is such clarity released today. The things that I'm looking to cover is such big things that it took me so much time just to unpack and to go, okay, God, how can I actually approach this and even scratch the surface of what you're saying in this? And honestly, this all the stuff that started coming with me was months and months and months ago. I mean, this this is not something I just thought of last week. Like, oh, Jesse's going out of town. Oh, gosh, we got to throw a sermon together. No, no, I had this stuff on my heart for so long. And I was like, God, when's the right time? You know, when's the time that we actually jump into this? Like, when do we actually need to step in? So as we do that, what do y'all say we pray? Is that a good idea? Fair place to start? Like, we'll think about it. Uh, Holy Spirit, <laughs> thank you that we get to laugh. <laughs> we get to have fun with you. Lord, that living with you is it's exciting, it's thrilling. Lord, that even in the midst of risk, We find joy. Papa, thank you for releasing clarity. Thank you for opening our ears, our eyes, to see, to understand. Papa, I pray that today we walk away with a greater understanding of who you are. And Papa, of who we are. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hmm. There's a few things I'm going to talk on today, y'all. What I want to dive into is wisdom. Hmm. You know, I love wisdom. <laughs> I remember the first time we're going to jump into 1 Kings 3, 5 through 15, which, by the way, if you brought your Bibles, forgive me. Um, there's a lot of verses so feel free to try. Um, more power to you. Um, I'm not sorry for the amount of verses. Let's just say that. <laughs> we'll bounce through. I remember hearing the story of Solomon when God asks, you know, you see in verse 5 that God comes to Solomon in a dream, and God asks, ask what you wish me to give you. Think about that. God shows up in a dream to you and asks you, what do you want? Ask it of me. 
That's a big question. You ever stop and think about that? That's wild. He could have asked for anything, anything at all. I remember the first time when I was hearing this, my dad told me, he was, he was the one, this was back when I was a kid. My dad is so intelligent, y'all. He, he's so incredibly wise in how he approaches things. And I remember him speaking to it. And I remember hearing the story and I was like, I want that. I want that. That was the first time I asked for wisdom in my life, was in that moment. And I never stopped asking. <laughs> Not just wisdom for a moment, wisdom for a lifetime. That's a difference. In this, you see Solomon, he starts off by, you know, saying, God, thank you, you've shown my father David such faithfulness as he walked with you. He walked in righteousness and uprightness with a heart towards you. Lord, you've made me your servant and king, place of my father David, yet I'm like a little boy. I don't know how to go out. I don't know how to come in. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Lord, you've given me all of these people. I don't know what to do. So what's he asked for? So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil. For who is capable of judging this great people of yours? I think the beauty of this is Solomon didn't ask for wisdom for himself. He asked for wisdom so he could rule his nation. God always looks at the heart. He wasn't like, I want to be wise so I can know how to create wealth and to do all these things. I want to be wise so I can actually influence the nation, so I can create change. Y'all with me this morning? Come on. I love God's answer. You know, God was so pleased by this response from Solomon. He's like, because you haven't asked for anything for yourself, you haven't asked for long life, you haven't asked for riches, you haven't asked for the lives of your enemies, but you've asked for discernment and understanding. Behold, I have done according to your words. Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart so that there has been no one like you before you, nor shall one like you arise after you. I have also given you what you have not asked for both riches and honor, so that there will, be, um, there will not be any among the kings like you all your days. And if you walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and commandments as your father David walked, then I will prolong your days. Then Solomon awoke from the dream. What did he do after that? He went and he praised the Lord. Y'all, wisdom, I believe, is so important for our day right now. Our world is crying out for wisdom. The body of Christ is crying out for wisdom. I love the way that Bill Johnson puts it. He describes wisdom as divine reasoning. I love that. Really, I think it's seeing from heaven's perspective. Too many times we're just caught up in the distractions of the enemy and just lost in it. Y'all, if we're lost, who are we helping find their way out? We need wisdom. It says you're like a city on a hill. You're a light that can't be hidden. Hmm. 
so many places I can go here. Y'all, I'm going to try and get this done on time. I tell you what, we're going to make it through. Why desire wisdom beyond what I just said there? Well, let's take a look at Proverbs 3, 13 through 18. Blessed is a person who finds wisdom and one who obtains understanding. For her profit is better than the profit of silver and her produce better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand and in her left are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are those who hold on to her. Mm. We could sit in all these verses for a lifetime. I encourage you to. <laughs> Looking at this, I love it. Her profit is better than the profit of silver and her produce better than gold. I believe when we hear wisdom, we gain the profit of wisdom and it's likened to silver. But when we actually produce wisdom, we actually make decisions and we influence with wisdom, it's likened to gold. Do you hear what I'm saying? If you continue on, we have in verse 19, the Lord founded the earth by wisdom. He established the heavens by understanding. By his knowledge, the oceans and depths were burst open and the clouds drip with dew. My son, see that they do not escape from your sight. Comply with sound wisdom and discretion and they will be your life. They will be life to your soul and adornment to your neck. Then you will walk in your way securely and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden danger, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. There's security in wisdom. When we're able to see from his perspective, we see past the problems and into the divine solution that God has. And we're able to go, I know you've got it. Wisdom allows us to trust. Y'all hear me? I've got to make sure we're awake this morning. I asked that question. I'm just looking at the faces and it's like, where's he going with this? We're going to make it through this, Okay. Jesse's watching online like, Seth, come on. I love you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Don't worry. You just get me today. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Listen, I'm having fun. Y'all having fun? I like having fun. My jokes are just for me to laugh. If you laugh, cool. That's awesome. I have fun. You know, what is wisdom? I take a look here at Earthly wisdom, you're just breaking it down. You got knowledge. Knowledge is information, yeah? Understanding is the interpretation of that information. Okay, knowledge, understanding, same page, right? We look into wisdom. Wisdom, I would say, is knowing how to utilize knowledge and understanding. It's the application. Something you've probably heard before is knowledge is knowing what to say. Wisdom is knowing when to say it. I love that. I'd say in some circumstance, wisdom is also knowing what to say. God, I need wisdom. I don't know what to say right now. But the beauty of wisdom is timing. 
There's a timing to our speech, a timing to how we articulate things, and there's an intentionality with wisdom. Seeing from heaven's perspective, taking a look at heavenly wisdom, we see, really I'd say it's more the essence of heavenly wisdom in James 3.17. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial, free of hypocrisy. Wisdom is first pure. Wisdom loves peace. It's gentle. It's reasonable. And it's full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and free of hypocrisy. I just want to process that for just a moment before we press forward on this. I think so many times we liken intelligence to wisdom, and we go, whoever's the loudest must be the right. <laughs> I'd say wisdom doesn't have to yell, because wisdom understands. Something I used to always say was the power of your or the, the volume of your voice does not dictate the power of your words. Doesn't mean it's not wrong to get passionate and excited. There's nothing wrong there, y'all. But if I'm doing it because I feel like I have to to try and force something, then why am I doing it? Wisdom understands its assignment. Wisdom goes, I'm, I'm not here to try and convince you. I'm just here to give you what I know, and your reception of it's up to you. How do I get wisdom? I'm glad you asked. It's a good question. Fair question. Well, let's take a look. James 1.5, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. What? Wait, so you're saying one way to get wisdom is ask? Yeah. I didn't say it. James did. Yeah, uh-huh. That's right. We ask for it. You know, you even see words of wisdom as a gift of the Spirit within Corinthians too. What do you do for gifts? Ask for them. It's been given to you. The other aspect of this is seek it out. Proverbs 25, 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Search it out. Seek it out. One of my favorite things to do, you know, any environment that I've been in, I would look at leaders and I'd see, how are they operating? What are they doing? What did I see in them that I love, that, I, that really came alive? And I'd find ways to meet and connect. I'm like, I want to learn how you do that. I want to know how to do what you do. I wanted to glean from the wisdom that they've already learned. I don't want to live life making the same mistakes. <laughs> if I can avoid mistakes, by all means, I'm down. Any rest of you? You're like, no, bring the mistakes. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Mm. How do we actually answer the world's cry for heavenly wisdom? Well, 
Well, the question I think comes down to how do we gain God's perspective? Got so much written down, y'all. I'm trying to watch my time and make sure I'm in alignment with, with where we need to head. So forgive me for moments. Really, it breaks down to, well, first off, what is perception? Perception is reality. Have you heard that before? Yeah. So what that's meaning, just to clarify, is that our understanding of perception is our reality. It doesn't mean it is reality. Okay? It's our understanding of reality. Let's just clear that up right here, right now. <laughs> God's reality is the ultimate reality. It is truth. You with me? We okay, I got to make sure. Just pulse check it out there. I can't tell. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> so talking that through perception or to perceive really is the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through the senses. Really, I'd say perception, what happens is first we perceive, we take in information, but perception is really the understanding of that information, how we begin to understand it and how it stacks up through time. I'd say perception is the information we currently have and our understanding of that information. You with me? It's the information we currently have and our understanding of that information and accumulation. It's translated through the filter of our experience. So we have perception, the information we're taking in, we're taking in through the lens or the understanding of what we already know or our current understanding. You with me? Are we, are we there? I know I'm trying not to hit this too broadly. <laughs> Some of you are looking at me like, get somewhere quick. <laughs> okay, we're going to make it through. I'd say that our perception determines our perspective. Okay. Perspective is the position or lens from which we see or view something. Yeah? The makeup of our perception continues to grow and it continues to make our perspective change. If we want to change that perspective, we have to change our perception. I'd say that the clarity of our perspective will determine the purity of our wisdom. It will determine how we interact with the world around us. I think oftentimes the place that we get caught up with faulty perceptions, even faulty beliefs, if you will, that distort our perspectives, is either we can believe that we have all the information, or we believe that the understanding of that information that we have is above reproach. You with me? Got know it all. If you think you know it all, you definitely don't know it all. Let me just stop you there. But sometimes we go, I've got all the information, and I definitely understand every aspect about it. That's cute. That's funny. I enjoy that. Oh, I couldn't resist. <laughs> now, if we want to be capable of wielding wisdom, we have to clean our lenses. It's one thing to have wisdom, but to actually produce it, I need to cleanse the perspective and align my perspective with the perspective of God. If we want to gain God's perspective, we must be willing to challenge our current perception and assess our alignment with truth. 
God's reality. Wisdom helps us evaluate our perception. Wisdom asks questions. I didn't say wisdom questions. Wisdom asks questions. Do you hear what I'm saying? Wisdom asks, do I have all the knowledge? Do I have all the information? Do I actually understand what's going on? What more do I need? In any situation I'm in, especially when I'm trying to talk someone through something, I want to understand the full picture. I love it because my friends can sometimes get a little frustrated with it because they're like, I got all this going on, this and this, and this person did this. And I ask questions because I want to understand. Like, can you just trust me? I trust you. However, there's this wonderful thing called emotions. We're going to get into that. And when we're in a situation, our perception of the situation tends to get a little distorted by our own viewpoint and the emotions that can clutter it. So I want to hear from all perspectives so I can properly perceive and come to the right conclusion. Hear what I'm saying? Cool. Wisdom does not question from doubt, but rather from the desire to be founded in truth. Hear what I'm saying? Wisdom is not questioning from doubt. Wisdom says, I want to be so founded in the truth, I want to be assured that this is correct, that I want to make sure I ask enough, I know enough, I understand enough. Wisdom seeks to understand before to be understood. Wisdom is humble. Wisdom listens. Wisdom is not hasty. I'd say another aspect of wisdom is the level of wisdom, the level of wisdom's impact is determined by the influence we carry. In Luke 2, 52, it says, And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and people. How many of y'all know if Jesus was increasing in wisdom, I should too? Fair? I think so. Yeah. Well, what else did he grow in beyond just wisdom? And in stature and in favor with God and people. Do you hear that? I'd say oftentimes a lack of influence can be due to a lack of trust. It's hard to have influence where there is no trust. I love the quote of talent will get you in the room, but character will keep you there. When we get favor, how are we stewarding it? If you want more favor, how are you stewarding what you already have? Mm. Lord have mercy. 
looking at my time. Before we can change the world, we first have to be willing to change ourselves. What I want to move into is something I feel like we've so often not touched on or addressed within the body of Christ itself, and I believe it's something that the world is also needing. That's emotional intelligence. Y'all hear me? Like that thing? I thought I came to church. What is that? Yeah, God loves your emotions too. Let's talk about them. We've got emotional intelligence. I believe it's a key to wielding wisdom. If I can't govern myself, how am I ever going to be able to speak from a place of wisdom? Do y'all hear me? Come on. Managing our emotions. Well, what does the Bible have to say about it? Great question. Glad you asked. I'm here for it. Proverbs 16.32, one who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And one who rules his spirit than one who captures a city. What? Let me read that again. One who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and one who rules his spirit than one who captures a city. Proverbs is likening ruling your own spirit. It's saying, hey, it's better to rule your own spirit than to capture a city. Are we getting that? Like, Seth, I still don't know. I, I'm, I'm not convinced of this whole emotional thing. Don't worry. Galatians is here for you. <laughs> Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Some of y'all know this by heart. I hope you do. You should memorize this one. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and lack of control. Wait, no, sorry. Self-control. Self-control. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Don't believe me? Open your Bible and read it. You're welcome. I'm here for you. Goodness. You know, so many places to go. So little time. You could probably see why I had a hard time figuring out how to articulate all this with the, the topic that we're running into. But God is on this. I'm telling you, he is raising up voices in our nation right now. Will you answer? If you want to answer, be ready. Everyone's like, I have a destiny. I have a call. What are you doing to prepare for it? I want us to wake up. Why should we manage our emotions? If we don't manage our emotions, they're going to manage us. Some of you don't believe me? No? You're like, no, my emotions have never managed me in my life. I'm in perfect control. It's cute. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, how do we manage emotions? Well, first, let me say this. 
Wisdom will help you understand people. Hurt will keep you blind. This is why we're diving into emotional intelligence. You're like, how is he getting wisdom into this? This is wisdom. I'm giving it to you. If I can't step out of my own self to actually understand people, I'm never going to be able to create the influence that I'm called to create. My pain will keep me where I'm at. Wisdom seeks to understand before to be understood, but pain seeks to be understood before to understand. Pain's like, listen to me. You need to hear me. You need to hear all the pain I've been through. You don't understand. You don't understand. How do we manage our emotions? First, we need to gain self-awareness. Fun fact, I can't manage what I'm not aware of. What? So deep. I know. You're welcome. Sometimes it's the simple things that throw us off. I can tell you a lot of things I'm saying today. You're like, this isn't the first time I've heard it. But is it the first time it's taken root? Because if you're not living it, it's not here yet. Let that sit for a second. I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, I can feel it. <laughs> Don't tighten up on me now. We're going to make it through. Self-awareness and management allows wisdom to move unhindered and untainted. What is self-awareness? Self-awareness is being aware of how you feel. But it's not simply knowing how you feel, but it's why you feel the way you feel. How many right now could tell me exactly how you feel and why you feel the way that you feel? Without thinking about it, throw a hand in the air. No? What? Maybe. It's fine. Sometimes you're like, actually, some days? Every moment of every day? Then we got room. Cool. We got room to grow. Creating that awareness. You know, one of the things that I love to do is just starting the day of going, how do I feel today? When I first wake up, am I happy, sad, mad, where am I at? Pretty good. How many of y'all have been, it's like the end of your day, you're working on something, and like someone's near you breathing, and you're like, I just wish you would stop. <laughs> Anyone? Come on. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> Be real with yourself, okay? <laughs> yeah, goodness gracious. We get to those places, I'd say oftentimes, because we don't realize what first started it. I call it the snowball effect. Something at the beginning of our day, we probably didn't start that way. Something probably happened that threw us off, that hit us. Someone made a comment, something was said, and at first it started as an annoyance. Then someone else says something, and I'm already sensitive from that annoyance, so now I take that on, and now I'm even more frustrated. And now something else, and something else, and something else, and you get to that point where you're like, I can't take anything else. Don't even look at me. <laughs> 
Some of you are like, listen, stop it, okay? Cut it out. Don't call me out like that, all right? That's what the message is. <laughs> so how do we stop that snowball effect? We create awareness. I got to be proactive with my emotions, not reactive. If I want to find out who I am, I got to get to know how I operate internally. You know, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? And anger is not wrong. Do you hear me? Sadness isn't wrong. Okay? Are we okay? <laughs> I'm going to make sure. I feel like in the world today, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what I feel like I've seen is we got two spectrums. Yeah? We've got, I'm going to feel every emotion under the sun. Nothing shall restrain any emotion I ever feel. Do not tell me how I feel. My emotions are reality. <laughs> then we have the other side of emotions do not exist. I will suppress all things. I am numb. No, just me. <laughs> Fun fact, I don't want you on either spectrum. <laughs> I want to be right here. <laughs> it's important to recognize the validity of our emotions and also recognize how to manage them. Yeah? I don't follow the whim of every emotion I feel, but I stop to figure out why it's there. An emotion is an indicator. For those of you that ignore your little light, your gas light on your car, yeah, that indicator, it's, it's telling you, fill up on gas. <laughs> Same as anger or sadness or whatever goes to you. Hey, there's something wrong. And then it just gets louder and louder and louder until you have to reckon with it. If you're suppressing it over here, it's going to come out. I'm sorry, you can only hold it in so long. It's going to burst. And likely it's going to happen to the people you care the most about. Do you hear me? Where you feel the safest is where you're most likely to express all of those pains. So if you're letting it build through the day, all of that's coming out on the people you care the most about. If I'm on the other side, I'm just living in this place of constantly going all over the place because emotions, they're driving me. <laughs> God have mercy on my soul. One day I'm this, one day I'm that, one day I'm this, one day I'm that. I don't know. How can I find identity? God didn't say find identity in your emotions. Right? I find identity in him. Amen. It's important to be aware of our emotions because another aspect of this is your day-to-day -day management of emotions. I'm aware of how I feel, and I get why I feel the way that I feel. And the way that I get that is asking questions, using wisdom, just saying. We'll touch on that real quick. If I stop and I feel frustrated, and I don't know why, I go, okay, God, why do I feel frustrated? Oh, earlier today, someone said this. Yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> I didn't feel too happy about that. Okay, what do I need to do with that? All right, I need to go in and forgive them. It's probably a good place to start, right? Forgiveness, just saying. And sometimes I need to stop and use wisdom and go, did they actually... What I felt, was it real reality? 
Was it just my perception? That's a big thing too. Sometimes it's like I'm just forgiving people for things that they didn't really do anything wrong. I just perceived incorrectly. You know, it's like you get up in the morning, you're going to get coffee, and someone asks you a question, but it's like your mission is coffee. You know what I'm talking about? Like, hey, I got about a billion questions to ask you right now, and you're like, I just want coffee right now. And you're like so annoyed, and you continue on, and you stop and go, did they know I was going to get coffee? No. Were they aware of, of the fact that I was going to do this? No. Were they trying to throw me off or ruin my day? Probably not. Otherwise, find new friends. <laughs> I'm just saying. But we stop and go, I really don't think that they were seeing the full picture of that's what I was wanting to do. So I let go of the annoyance and the frustration. I'm not going to hold on to that judgment. I'm going to move through to see their heart was actually they just wanted to ask me the questions they needed to ask me. All right. Now I've been able to move past, go get my coffee, and have a great day. Now I'm not continuing to build that up through my day. Y'all with me? Is, is, is this helping you? I've got to make sure we're on the same page. I'm getting like these faces that just stare at me for a minute. And then some that kind of do the head. <laughs> That's too much fun. Another thing that we need to be aware of is pain points. Mm. You're like, what is that, Seth? Here we go. Mm. Pain points can be created through events that create emotional trauma. That's one aspect. So you have some event that happens in life. And because of that event, I actually find myself more sensitive to whatever may remind me of that or make me aware of that. You with me? It's like having a bruise or an injury. If someone came up and slapped me in the shoulder, I'd be like, that was interesting. But if I have a bruise or an injury there, you slap me like, ah! <laughs> it's more sensitive. I didn't do anything wrong. It's just there, right? You with me? Okay. How many know that I also still need to put a Band-Aid on it and take care of it? Yeah? We, we there? You're like, uh-uh. I don't like that part. <laughs> Good. <laughs> with any trauma that we face, we still have to make sure that we reckon with the things that came from it. So it's important to sit down and actually process through it. It takes time, and that's okay. Do you hear me? It's okay that it takes time. God's not sitting there like, you need to hurry up and process through this, okay? I need you to, come on now. Like, no, it, it takes time. This is where patience comes in, okay? As the body of Christ, we can be so quick to be completely unaware of the pain in people's lives. We're so quick to say something or make an assessment or make a presumption based on our own understanding, our own experience, that we don't realize someone may have had something different. This is why it's so important of how we actually communicate with each other. And Lord, I hope I can get to that aspect of this. <laughs> Another factor with pain points, I'd say, is they can also be caused by a lack of self-management. An emotion left unchecked can fester. You know, that annoyance I talked about from the day, there could be a frustration that happened a week ago, weeks ago, a month ago, a year ago. 
an event that may not necessarily be some traumatic event, but it's an event that happened that we're still seeing the world through. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah? Something I always teach, so I'm an outsider, I'm a leadership development specialist, so I teach leaders how to be leaders. I don't know why they let me do that, <laughs> but it's fun. Something I always tell the leaders, especially I get this question all the time, Seth, I try to connect with my person, I'm trying to figure out how to get through to them and, and get to the root cause of whatever's going on, but they just won't open up. And, or they're like, they're going off on me and they're just yelling at me, whatever it may be. One thing I say is, as a leader and as a person, you gotta be capable of seeing through pain. I don't just listen to the words that are being said, I, I listen to the heart. If God looks at the heart, so should I. You hear me? One of the biggest places that I'm like, if you want to connect with that person, you first have to build trust with them. Because you're working past walls and barriers and boundaries and all these different things that have come up, not because of you, but because of every leader previous to you. Every boss they've ever had. You now have to break down what you didn't build up. And I get that it's frustrating, but if you'd have the patience to do it, you're going to change them forever. Build trust with them. Trust means I'm consistent. I show up. I'm always there. You can rely on me. You can depend on me. I don't say it through my words. I say it through my action. Yeah? Y'all here? I got to make sure you didn't like wander off into heaven. Um, you never know. It's important to know what are my pain points. What are things that I'm likely to be more sensitive to? Because if I can't go on that discovery of understanding that I'm never going to be able to actually resolve it or heal it. It's important to know too because I want to be able to communicate those things. If I've been through some event and I'm still processing through it, keyword still processing through it, not staying stagnant and processing through it, I need to be able to communicate it. Like, hey, when you articulate this, I know that you're not meaning to articulate it this way, but because of this, it's, it's coming to me like this, and it, it honestly, it's hard for me to receive it or hear you because of the pain that I'm experiencing. Is there a way that we can find a different way to communicate so I can actually receive what you're saying? I want to be able to get through this. Will you help me get through it? You hear me? That's self-awareness and really self-management all together. I'm going to touch into social awareness and relationship management for the sake of all that is good, based on the time that I have left. <laughs> uh, Jesse's like, do you feel my pain? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I really do. There's so much, y'all. There's just so much. Social awareness and relationship management gives us the ability to have an impact. If you want to influence the world, be intentional with the words that you speak. There's a difference between being afraid to speak and being intentional with what I say. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm not saying don't be bold, don't speak. We need a voice and it's important to speak. I'm saying being intentional with the words that you say. 
I love Colossians 4, 5 through 6. Conduct yourself with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Your speech must be always must always be with grace as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. I like the ending. How you should respond to each person. Not everyone. Each person. I'm going to communicate differently to each individual based on what they need. I'm authentically me, but I change how I articulate because if what I say is not palatable, then it's not creating impact. It's only building walls. So if you want to influence, change how you're talking. Social awareness and really self-awareness kind of come into the play of this. I got to be aware of how am I actually impacting those around me? You know, how are they perceiving what I'm saying? We look back to perception as reality. Well, when I get feedback, one thing I tell leaders is you get a bunch of feedback. Don't immediately go, well, that's not true. Ask yourself, what put the perception there in the first place? What am I doing that's creating that perception? Because maybe I need to change what I'm doing so that I actually eliminate that perception. So I can <laughs> remove that hindrance for people about their perspective. Are you tracking with me on this? Am I speaking too many, too many words here? Cool. Oh, goodness. Social awareness is also being aware of how people feel. Self-awareness, how I feel. Social awareness, how others feel. If I don't care about how other people feel, I'll never influence anyone. For God so loved the world. If I can't love, I have nothing. Love is understanding. Wisdom requires understanding. So when I see someone and I'm able to see, you know, Jesus wept with those who wept. He mourned with those who mourned. I need to be aware of how people are feeling and, and go and connect with people on the level. I want to have compassion for people. Compassion comes alongside and helps people out. Sympathy is different. I don't, I don't want to come in with sympathy and just be there in that sense. I want to be there, but I want to be a compassionate person that loves you so well that can be a place that actually helps you out of whatever that is. You know, I, I need to be socially aware if I'm actually going to manage relation. We manage relationships every day with each other. You know, take a look, just what are the things that we do in our day-to-day -day life to be intentional about building connection and building relationship? And not just building, but maintaining. I got to know what's going on in other people's worlds. Someone's like, how do I, and a leader asks, you know, how do I really, you know, build trust, but also know if something's going on in someone's life? Well, what's their baseline? What I mean by baseline, what's their normal? If I don't know them, I don't know they're normal, I'm never going to know when they're operating outside of it. 
So if they're normally bubbly and happy and all of a sudden they come in one day and they're quiet together, hmm, my antenna went up. <laughs> I got a question. I usually approach with, how you doing? How's your day going? I don't go, why are you sad? Okay, don't assume. <laughs> Ask questions. <laughs> how are you doing? It's just been a rough morning. You know, I've had this go on, this go on, this go on. You just open yourself up to be able to speak in to that pain or that, that problem. Let's talk about some other attributes of wisdom. I'm going to hit on some verses here as we finish out. Proverbs 15, 28. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. The epitome of think before you speak. Goodness. Proverbs 29, 20 says it a little more bluntly. <laughs> I love the Bible. <laughs> Do you see a person who is hasty with his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. <clears throat> Thank you, Proverbs. I needed that today. <laughs> we don't need to be so quick and hasty with our words. What I actually find, like anytime I, I hate debates, I don't debate. <laughs> if you ask questions to understand, I will answer your questions all day. If you ask questions because you want to debate me on it, have a nice day. I just, I don't have time to debate. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about understanding and I'm all about helping you understand what, what my point of view is, if you will, and I'm happy to understand yours. But when there's a moment when I feel like someone's getting angry, oftentimes our speech increases in its rate. Have you ever recognized that? You start getting faster and faster and faster and faster because we start thinking less and less and less and less and less. We start moving from response to reaction. Don't react, respond. The difference is thought. Oftentimes what I'll do if I feel like that's happening, I slow down. And I slow down and I stop and I ponder. I go, okay, I'm here in the pain right now. How do I navigate this? Sometimes we do need to just get up and go, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to revisit this. Um, I love you too much to articulate at this point because if I do, I'm afraid of what might come out. <laughs> and that's okay. I go deal with that and then I come back and now I'm able to talk with you a little bit better. Yeah, with me? Proverbs 15, 1 through 2, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge pleasant, but the mouth of fools spouts foolishness. Proverbs 12, 18, there is one who speaks rashly like thrusts of swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Your words bring healing. When you speak from wisdom. That's good. 
Thank you. <laughs> How are we stewarding our favor and our influence? With what we have now, even if it's just within your family, even if it's just, hey, I made a connection with my neighbor or in the grocery store. You know, when it says Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and people, I don't believe he was going out and marketing himself. Like, hey, follow me, listen. Hey, let me tell you all about how amazing I am. <laughs> Jesus was just Jesus. You were the light of the world. You can't be hidden. Not because of just you trying to not be hidden. It just, you literally can't because you are exemplifying the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings through how you live your life. When I have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, people recognize that. You ever seen that before? It's like, you're just so joyful. You're so full of peace. I don't know what it is about you. You're like, I do. I don't want to have to say a word. I just want to be and watch what God does. But I also want to be intentional with the favor I've been given. So if I've been asked to speak into something, I want to be intentional with the words that I say. In relationship, I've been given a, a relationship to connect with someone. I want to steward that relationship well. I don't want to be hasty with my words. Doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. Fun fact, you will mess up. We will all mess up. We will all make mistakes, and it's okay. Failure does not define you. What you do in the midst of it will. I'm not afraid of messes, but we do gotta clean them up. If you just think in your life, how many people have you seen make a mess that's pretty big and it's just wild? But you saw how they cleaned it up, and you actually gained more respect for them than you had previously. Some of you are like, mm -mm, not admitting that. Check yourself. I can bet you have. If you've seen it done right. Because it's a way of going back and going, you know what, I'm going to own it. We need to take ownership for our mistakes. When we make messes, own it. We gotta give grace to one another to make messes in the first place. I'm like, oh, you made a mess. I don't know if that's okay. Oh, don't know if we could be friends anymore. Lord have mercy. I wanna watch, watch how we clean it up. I'll help you clean it up. Let's do it together. Let's come alongside. How are we doing, y'all? Doing a pulse check once more. I gotta check every so often. Y'all, I believe God is releasing a grace over our emotions. Our ability to actually manage ourselves well. And not only that, but I believe that he's releasing wisdom. The world is crying out with problems. The church is meant to have the solutions. 
even in the body of Christ, we're crying out, I don't know what to do. Guess what? We know who does. Don't let the chaos of here not allow you to hear what's coming here. Don't miss it. I want to pray for you all. Is that okay? Stand on up. and hold out your hands like you're receiving a gift. Close your eyes and just receive. I feel like God's actually even releasing in this moment soundness of mind. Clarity. Clarity, clarity, clarity. And I speak right now peace to emotions. A clarity of the emotions that you'd be able to navigate it with a new authority, with a new understanding. And I actually believe God's releasing wisdom. Any places that you felt stuck or stagnant, like things just aren't moving forward. I feel like life's just going and I I don't know why nothing's happening. I've been pushing on the gas and the car's not going. I believe God's actually releasing divine wisdom to have solutions for breakthrough. I believe there's a health that's coming to the body of Christ to truly be able to love as we were meant to love. God, I pray right now that you would release wisdom, divine reasoning, divine understanding. God, that you would give us your perspective. You would align our perspective with yours. You would align our heart with yours. And any traumas or pain points, we just break in Jesus' name. I just speak a refreshing, a reestablishing, a reset. That today's the day we take the step forward and find a new level of authority in governing ourselves and self-control. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the revelation that's coming to people right now. The answers and solutions that are being released into the atmosphere. I thank you for the minds that are coming into alignment. The hearts that are being set free. Feel a loosening in the heart, a peace coming in right now. Papa, I pray that your heart is what moves me. 
In Jesus' name, I bless your children. I bless the body of Christ as we rise, as we take back our voice. For those of you that feel like you've lost your voice, like I got no problem being quiet, I believe God's releasing your voice. That you would actually have faith in how you speak, that doubt would leave. as wisdom enters. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I bless everyone in Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't God good? Thank you all for being here today. We're going to have a ministry team up at the front, so come on up for prayer. Y'all get prayed for. It's a beautiful thing to get prayed for. And now you're officially dismissed. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Overflow Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy.